There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. the rocks, oh yeah, mystery on the rocks, yeah, mystery on the rocks, yeah. And welcome to another episode of Mystery on the Rocks, the show that takes unsolved true mysteries and cocktails and puts them together for your listening pleasure. Boom. I'm Masood. Mm-hmm. With me, as always, is a fantastic Suze Kempner. Hi, Masood. <laughs> I was not... I was like, oh, that was, I was slightly <laughs> deflated because I was hoping for a funny voice and or an insult. <laughs> oh, hang on, I'll do both. Right. Eee, wanker! <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And uh, the amazing Chris Stokes. Uh, thank you for having me, Masood Minus. Thank you for... <laughs> <laughs> I, this now you've put pressure on me. Now I feel like I'm hosting the show. You are, and uh, I mean I'm, well, now, I am. Now, now I feel like I'm. <laughs> now so, I feel like I'm hosting. We've the done show. over 120 episodes. You yeah. are. Yeah, <laughs> now I feel like I'm. <laughs> um, how are you guys? What's 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 cracking? I quite well. We're, as we're recording this, it's mm. Monday, the 31st of January, uh, and the government's falling apart. That's quite good. Well, hey, it's the start of Chinese New Year. Um, <laughs> the, the government's falling apart. It must be the start of Chinese it must, News. Must be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, um, it is. We were saying uh, a little bit earlier that it's like even if because Boris Johnson, the, the ego on the man is mm. like incalculable. Yes, so it's quite inspirational, actually. The idea that he would be like not only my prime minister, but I'm a prime minister embroiled in scandal yes yes that must appeal to him but it's for a shit reason it's not like yeah it it even overshadows the (laughs) numerous affairs that he's had it Mm. it becomes more like you had a colin caterpillar cake (laughs) that's gonna be the end of you it's they they're all the parties everything (laughs) everything we hear about the parties they sound rubbish as well it's not even like it was fucking wild there was was literally mns nibbles at one of them wasn't mm, there wow it's like crap cut to my birthday on saturday you guys would be like this has got a load of nibbles i heard of one party i'm hungry (laughs) <laughs> At least it's legal. I'm hungry. Uh, what was it? Was it you guys that was telling me that somebody, somebody was saying that he's sort of like a shopping cart in that he sort of just bumps. Yeah, it was around. Dominic Cummings calls yeah. him the shopping trolley because he just careens around and bounces off it. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, no, you have an idea. Well, probably a bit literally. I don't mm. like the fact I'm like, <laughs> good nickname, Dominic. But yeah, yeah, you know, my enemy's enemy is not my friend. Apart from it's Dominic Cummings dragging the prime minister, and then I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, go Dom. That's right, baby. Drop another story. <laughs> mm. Yeah, uh, it's it, it is funny that he's he's about to get done in by some fucking. <laughs> well, the thing this morning, I woke up to it, and it was mm. like it immediately put me in a wonderful mood. It said, 
it, it all I read was a headline that just went one of the parties was ABBA themed. Oh yeah. Oh, and it Christ. turned out they'd had a party in the evening of I believe it's November 13th, yeah. which is the day Dominic Cummings left with a cardboard box full of belongings. And they had a party that evening in Johnson's flat to celebrate him leaving and they were all singing ABBA songs like The Winner Takes It All. Like wow. the fucking hubris on these cunts. Fuck me. <laughs> It seems like he's there's like a list of things that he wanted in his like prime minister sort of thing. And he's sort of got them, but they're not good. Like none of them are good things. He's like, well, I want to sort of almost be a war prime minister. So he sort of got the COVID yeah. thing. So yeah, you get but a he pandemic. Fucked it. Yeah. And then he's yeah. got, he's like, and now he's got this scandal, but it's a shit scandal. <laughs> it's yeah, like, it is yeah Chris enough. is right. It's just rubbish scandal. Yeah, but it is great. <laughs> it, there is something great about him being done in by... You know, some mm. fucking sausage rolls. <laughs> it's really funny because he'll never be forgotten. Yeah. But oh, no. obviously, you've got this. this. Um, you got the crisis brewing between Russia and Ukraine, mm. and he missed. He missed a call with Putin because yeah, he was amazing. Because he was talking about the parties that he had. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Oh my god! And I mean, it's dreadful. It's dreadful that a world leader missed a call with Vladimir Putin. But, <laughs> The fact, I'm sorry, it's funny. It's not, funny. This might be my Joker origin story where I'm just laughing at the world burning. But the idea that he no, was like, really oh, um, Putin, Putin can wait. Yeah. Oh. I've got to talk about these parties. I need to go and tell everyone about my parties. I'm really sorry. I need to see a woman called Sue about a party. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the idea of Putin sat on the other end of the phone, like, as it's ringing off. And he's just like. Not, they're not answering. Is this usual? Uh, hello. Please turn on the turn and, on BBC. And Boris Johnson, <laughs> Boris Johnson's got one of those funny voicemails that we voicemail <laughs> notes. You know where you go, hello. I'm not here, okay. but you can leave a message. <laughs> Just you. leave enough space <laughs> for them to go. Oh, hi. Only, only joking. I got you. Not really voicemail. It's me, Boris. What can I do for you? <laughs> ah, it's a voicemail. Please leave a message. <laughs> It is joke voicemail. It is very annoying. <laughs> Putin getting like fucking seething. He get and he falls for every time. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Oh, this time. Oh, hello, Bo- ah, oh. Boris. Uh, oh, good. Boris. Got oh no, his voicemail. Again. Ah, Boris. Yes, good goof. Good goof. Princely goof. Just, no. Just... Ah, it's voicemail. Invade. <laughs> oh. Oh, he burned me good. Yeah. He, he starts to find it funny. Yeah. Okay, I will. I will leave voicemail. I will leave voicemail. Yeah. I was so angry, and then it started full. being funny. It, it was. It was not funny, and then started to become funny again. <laughs> it's what they call loops in comedy. They call it a loop. It's it's so funny, and then it's funny again. <laughs> Vladimir Putin's a huge comedy fan, but like the intricacies. Of well, yeah, because Masood's his favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you He's remember? a funny man. <laughs> he loves Mr. Masood, my favorite one. He's my favorite oh, character. Oh, they drag me on that show. I love it. Just love the idea of him running a running a salt Himalayan salt bath with the candles, and he's got the two two cucumbers on his eyes, mud mask, and he's like, "Oh, I wonder what I wonder what those three are doing this week." Eh? <laughs> he pre- he presses play. He's got um, what are those speakers called? Not Noom. That's the name of the eating disorder you pay for. Um, what they speak is called like Numi or something. Oh right! Oh, like a little. In my head, he has it recorded onto tape, and then he, and then he has somebody play it in an old school boombox for him. Um, <laughs> um, what are we drinking? I haven't got a name for this yet. Oh yeah, what's in uh, it? Hazelnut rum, two parts. Mm-hmm. Hazelnut rum. Yum yum. Uh, one I'm part, in. one part Christmas spiced gin. 
Mm. Okay. Um, and one part cinnamon syrup. Oh. Uh, that definitely feels oh, this like... this is a very festive Louisa made some cinnamon yeah. syrup and uh, ah. really good. Those three things plus some orange bitters and it hasn't got a name. But this is a, this is a really, really nice drink. It's really nice. That That's sounds nice. so festive and nice. Yeah. What have you got, I want it. What have I got? It's in a mug. Um, so basically, I wanted a hot toddy. And yeah. I was like, oh, fu- oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. I don't have ginger. <laughs> yeah. um, so I went, well, I'll just do a hot toddy, but I'll put in some hazelnut liqueur for Angelico. Wait. So I was like, smoky whiskey, filthy smoke. Uh, some frangelico and I was like yeah it'll be a nutty hot toddy that's what mm-hmm. I'll call it and then I didn't have any honey um, oh. so I put golden syrup in so what I've got is a golden nut toddy I like a golden nut toddy yeah, and I, yeah top it out of hot water obviously stir yeah. stir stir it's very nice I think nice. you could call it a nut while soft nut while soft I'm nutting while soft <laughs> hang on that really upset our listeners didn't it they were like she did a noise because in my head it's like you know how is it is it what is it no it's um hippos do that when they're done where they go like they shit oh yeah they get their tail and go like (laughs) so that's what i imagine the dick is (laughs) (laughs) the left just do comedy that is uh saying things that other people agree with they have no jokes it's so safe (laughs) yeah you know when hippos sometimes we talk about when Hitler would nut while soft and we compare it to when a hippo's finished a shit (laughs) anyway that's our cocktail and there's nothing intellectual it's just (laughs) fucking shouting and shitting and coming my make my mum listens to this podcast and she goes but I do you know what I get her consent so she's complicit. I go, do you want to listen to the new Mr. and the Rocks? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do, actually. Put it on. And then oh within my. about five minutes, she's always going, why do you do this? Will I never learn? Yeah, just say no. Just say you don't want to hear it. But yeah, I'm drinking a golden nut toddy, Ooh. a.k.a. nut while soft. <laughs> nut what, what are you drinking, Masood? So this is a variation on the um, cocktail. So that's the oh, um, yeah, sugar. Oh, yeah, the original. The original sugar, um, bitters, spirit. bit of water, and a spirit. I've added some um, Amaro to it. So it's gin and Amaro. And because you I'm, love Amaro. I love Amaro. You're going to fucking get married to Amaro. Yeah, me and Amaro. Yeah, we're going yeah, to get married. We're going to have loads of kids. Dick. Yeah, we're going to have loads of What are you going <laughs> to do about it? Why don't you just do a podcast with Amaro if you love it so much? Masood and Amaro fucking... sitting in a tree. S-I-P-P-I-N-G. N-G. Sipping. Yeah, so anyway, so this is a variation on that. With Amaro, and because uh, I haven't been feeling well, so I was like, oh, I'll add a bit of Mar- Amaro to have like a little medicine y taste. So I'm, I'm going to call it a medicine. <laughs> it's, oh, it's a medicine. I'm having medicine. some medicine. But it's it's and spelt M E D S I N. Absolutely. Oh, I was thinking S U N, like medicine. Uh, medicine. It's medicine. a medicine. Yeah. Oh, Chris, what have you got for us today? Okay, so this is Federico Garcia Lorca. Ooh. Know who he is? No. Let's find out. I'm afraid not. Where were we last week? Oh, with uh, 
It was the Ukraine yeah. famine, wasn't it? The holidays. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. And uh, Gareth Jones went missing. So we left oh, yeah, Nazi Jones. Germany. So that's where that's where Germany is right now. Then we found out what was going on with Russia. Mm. Now we're going to stop off in Spain. Ooh. <gasps> 1936, Spain. Oh, what happened Why? then? I don't know. Um, you I'm don't know sure, what happened Chris. then? Well, there's the Olympics. This is interesting, right? Because... Hitler Olympics. <laughs> Berlin Olympics. Olympics. Obviously, everybody knows about the Spanish Civil War, right? Yes. That it yeah. happened. But I... There's that fellow wrote a book about it. I can't remember his name. Something to do with Hemings? I don't know. <laughs> Hemingway. Yeah. <laughs> what was it called? The book. Uh, for whom Basically, the bell tolls is, yeah. The Spanish uh, Civil War is... I, it turns out it's fascinating. I'm going to have to read more on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because, I know so little about yeah. it. Yeah, why, why do we know so little, Suze? Is it another what? sort of like casualty of Because our stupid school a British is just child like... with our curriculum. Learning we at school. Up? Here are Henry VIII's wives. Here's how they used to do farming in those times. And also, we're fucking great at war. Yeah, we, war, World War, World war II, the Vietnam War, for some reason. Yeah, and then... I didn't know what Bloody Sunday was until about 10 years ago. Yeah, apart from an mad. Alan Partridge gag. Sunday, um, bloody Sunday. Yeah, you know when um, you know when you do like Native American history, mm-hmm. and it's sort of like the British went over there, and it wasn't really spun to us that the the land was stolen. <laughs> it was, mm-hmm. and we they didn't went even there. Study it. It went. Right. They went there, and these these nasty Indians took their scalps. <laughs> savages, savages, barely <laughs> even human. <laughs> Can you paint with all the colours of the wind? Chris is like, I know all about those nasty Indians. They tried to stop that nice John Smith getting off with poker hunters. <laughs> Just around the river bend, <laughs> I look once more. Uh, is that from Poker Hunters? Yeah, yes. Just Around the Riverbend is the best Riverbend. Disney song. I haven't seen Very it. Good. It's the best Disney song apart from I'm Looking Out For Me from Return of Jafar. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I've heard it. I hate to be dramatic, but it's time for me to fly the coop. Terrific. Fine. I'm towing the line before I wind Is that Gilbert Godfrey? Up... Yeah, yeah, Is he yeah. saying it? They gave him two songs in that film. Gilbert Whoa. Godfrey's in Problem Child too. Oh, yes. Is he? Yeah. Chris's favourite film. He's the principal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I, so I've seen... Meaning he's the lead. He's the lead. <laughs> he's number one. Top of the, um, top of the cast list. Uh, so, yeah, it turns out that I'm going to have to look into the Spanish Civil War because it... I, I knew that it was in the 30s and I knew it didn't officially last for very long. However, no. there's more to However. it than that. So, um, the Spanish Civil War sort of kicked off proper in 1936 which is where we are we're going to be in 1936 and Federico Garcia Lorca he was a poet a playwright and a theatre director he was a man of the art right he achieved international recognition as part of something called the generation of 27 influential group of poets that arose in Spanish literary circles between 1923 and 1927 okay it was sort of like avant-garde okay Um, cool he was gay and he had a lot of issues coming to terms with that, as I guess you would. He was born in 1898, yeah. so he oh, wasn't really no. around at a very tolerant time. No. He ended up befriending Louis Bunuel and Salvador Dali. Oh! oh would you look at that? 
whose favourite film is Twins, as we know. Mm-hmm. Yes, loved Twins. Loved it. Big that fan. Glad film. he got. To, he lived. He's because he saw the trailer while he wasn't feeling great, and he went. I hope he lived to see it, and he got. To see um, it. So uh, Lorca became involved in Spain's avant-garde. His second play uh, had sets designed by Salvador Dali. Amazing. Uh, ah, uh, I bet they were fun. So yeah. he was like very much part of the art scene, and quite successfully so. Mm-hmm. Mm. If you you can read the, his friendship with Dali as like basically he was passionately in love with Dali. Dali always said that he'd rejected he while he remained friends with him and there was a mutual sort of like respect. Dali said he rejected Lorca's erotic advances. Well, Dali wasn't gay, so mm-hmm. it makes sense. But yeah. also, like, oh, it must be sad to be Lorca. Like, yeah, uh, Lorca. He was like. I want to park, yeah. <laughs> I love. I also um, think um, erotic advances should be the ter- used terminology from now on. Please stop with your erotic advances. Hello, sorry, I yeah. was just was thinking maybe I'd make an erotic advance yeah, it's, tonight, it's, and the guy's like, "Ugh, no, I don't think so." <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> on on me, I'm like, well, you're the only guy here, <laughs> and he goes, um, I'm gonna go. <laughs> And it, it makes that <laughs> like that kind of cartoon speed off noise the, with, the, a, with the legs going the, <laughs> the Flintstones. <laughs> it cuts to a pelican, and the pelican goes, "I wouldn't say no to an erotic advance." <laughs> <laughs> Just then a little green alien appears above Sue's like, well, what do you think now, um, Sue's? And he gets a tiny little boner, like, you see it animated wow. boner, like, eh, eh. It's horrible. The Great Gazoo. Oh, um, oh yeah. What I found out was only in the last, like, ten episodes of the end of the Flintstones, as opposed to, I thought, was the entire final season. Oh, really? They yeah. just popped up in the end? In the oh. end, yeah. Anyway, sorry, Chris, it's... continue. Hey, no, 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 it's fine. Um, uh, he sort of, became increasingly estranged from Dali, oh. um, uh, which made him depressed. And then obviously he was having inner turmoil over his sexuality. Mm. Uh, so, and then he ended up felt feeling like he wasn't being true to himself as a person. And he was sort of like, he'd fallen into this persona that he had of like uh, author that he had to maintain in public. Um, yeah. He couldn't live as himself in public. He had to live as himself privately. And then, Oh, did not go well. He started to have a right. bit of a bit of a downward spiral uh, to the point actually where he because he'd become estranged from Dali and Louis Bunuel. When Dali and Louis Bunuel collaborated on on Chen Andalou, Lorca mm. interpreted it as a vicious attack on him. Oh no! Oh no! Oh. He was like it, like that big chain sketch where Mark Heap is like, was that a? Co- you oh yeah, you were just going to go to the bar. Is that a comment about me not being married? married. <laughs> He's in this kids I'm kids getting married in the morning. <laughs> what did you tell the belt? Yeah, he cuts off his own finger and then he eats it before the Oh, it's comes so back. gross. It's so, oh, it's so good. Kicking a can. A can of Coke. I just, I need to see more Mark Heap in everything. He's just so fantastic. Um, so he thought it is, is a vicious, basically he thought they were mugging him off. Yeah. And he's like, what? Yeah. Yeah, he sort of ended up, I guess, sort of isolating himself. And he died in 1936, and we'll get to to why. But now, what was the landscape, political landscape of Spain like at this point? Mm. So, do you know anything about Spanish history? 
Oh, fucking nothing, mate. Very, very I'm an little. idiot. And my yeah. uncle lives there. And not just lives there like an expat twat. He lives in the so, mountains as an eco-warrior. I, I should know. I the didn't know, I know either. I did not know about Spanish history either. But it yeah. was uh, t- tumultuous. Right? Mm. In 1923, there was a man called Miguel Primo de, Rir- de Rivera... Mm. Right. And he was Prime Minister of Spain from 1923 to 1930 in what was called the Restoration Era. Uh, Okay. uh, Restoration Era began in 1874. It ended the First Spanish Republic and restored the monarchy. I see. And then from 1923, Uh... um, Miguel Primo de Rivera was essentially a dictator who ruled ruled Spain. Oh, shit. Right. Under the monarch Alfonso XIII. Right. Okay. Alfonso With the support of Alfonso XIII, <laughs> Primo de Rivera led a Mussolini-inspired military coup in Spain uh, in 1923, and he was appointed prime minister by the king. He promised to eliminate corruption and to regenerate Spain. So he deeply believed that politicians had ruined Spain and that it should be governed without them. So by doing so, he felt he could restore okay. the nation. But yeah. to be a dream big, baby. It's, uh, every, everybody always says that. They're like, we're going to get rid of the corruption. We're going to blow it all up. And then again, they're like, there's just too much money. I can't say yeah, no. Yeah, it turns out I love this. <laughs> History does not remember yeah. him as a good leader. Nope. Mm. <laughs> Beyond this, Miguel Primo de Rivera had no clear ideas or political acumen. And he ended up alienating even his supporters, <laughs> such, such as the army. He had no uh, wow. um, uh, no support amongst... Is is there such a thing as the proletariat under a dictator? God, yeah, that's yeah. tricky. Yeah, uh, I know, I do know what you mean. Yeah, his actions ended up discrediting the king Alfonso, and it ruined the monarchy. And so, in 1931, oh, uh, oh shit, they're like no more. His dictatorship fell. Primo de Rivera's dictatorship fell, and the establishment of what was called the Spanish Second Republic came about. This coincided, by the way, because when Lorca fell out with Dali and Bunuel, I started to feel depressed. He went, he left Spain and went travelling, and he came back at about the time the Second Republic started up. Ah. Okay, shit. So yeah, the right. Second Spanish Republic was the form of government in Spain from 1931 to 1939. The Republic was proclaimed in 1931 after the deposition of King Alfonso. When he came back under this Second Republic, Lorca was appointed director of a theatre company. And that theatre company was funded by the Second Republic's Ministry of Education. So all of a sudden, once you've got rid of Primo de Rivera, there's actually now a democracy. And like, (laughs) I suppose then arts are getting funded in a way they weren't before. And it was charged, this this theatre company, Lorca's Theatre Company, was charged with touring Spain's rural areas to introduce audiences to classical Spanish theatre free of charge. Oh no! Socialism. (laughs) (laughs) I hate this. (laughs) So with a portable stage and not very much setting or equipment, they brought theatre to people who'd never ever seen theatre before. And Lorca would direct as well as act. Oh, lovely. uh, he said, outside of Madrid, yeah. the theatre, which is in its very essence a part of life of the people, is almost dead because of having lived under the... Uh, and the people suffer accordingly, and they would, as they would if they had lost their two eyes or ears or a sense of taste. We are going to give it back to them. Oh, so I love he went through impoverished rural Spain, yeah. and it sort of transformed him, Lorca, into 
He was already like he already had a love of theatre because he was a playwright, but it turned him into like a. Mm. He realised that theatre could be used as like a social and political tool and a call to arms. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, what a really sweet. I really quite like the idea of if in the film of this, he goes to the first town and you think like, oh God, they're going to hate it. Mm. And then you have like shots of people just like watching it, like B-roll of them, like slowly enjoying hmm. it and then coming up after and being like, oh, thank you. And shaking yeah, his hands yeah. and all that sort of stuff. You're like, yeah. It's a feel good, yeah. it's a feel good hit in the summer, guys, this film. I'm telling you, it's going to be, it's going to be this yeah. year's Pride. It's like Pride. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like it's, the movie Pride. Someone yeah. dies at the end, but you know. Yeah, yeah. But we'll be, we'll, you know, we'll um, be sort of happier for, you know. But, I agree. We'll laugh, I'm we'll happy. cry, we'll enjoy it. He ended up writing yeah, his, his <laughs> most celebrated and best known works. On the road. What oh, during yeah. this period, yeah. You'll have heard of one of them, Yerma. Oh, that does ring Oh yeah. yeah, I have heard of that. Obviously I've never read it, I'm an idiot, but But that was oh. that was that was Lorca. Right. And it was written during this time. It was the middle part of what was known as the rural trilogy. Right. And it rebelled against the norms of bourgeois Spanish society, which had been sort of like, I suppose, built up during the restoration. Yes. And now this is the beginning of the Second Spanish mm. Republic. The Second Spanish Republic was uh, not to be long-lasting okay. because rising political tensions. Yeah. So this was in 1931, the Republic was declared, or 1930. The uh, Spanish Civil War kicked off in 1936 because the nationalists rose up and wanted to go back to how it was, did not like this new um, left-leaning government at all. Right. Okay. Yeah, all of these tensions, they intensified once it's weird actually this because the thing that sort of like intensified it was there was it was the murder of someone but it wasn't the murder of somebody from that left-leaning government it was the murder of a monarchist and a spokesman who was anti the new government okay oh okay right uh, so yeah so in, in essence if you're listening to this and you were building up to thinking that the new republic were the good guys and they'd overthrown the nasty dictators, which is true. I subscribe yeah. to that. Oh, yeah. Basically, what happened is is that the Republican assault guards murdered a prominent monarchist mm. from the... Who, oh. Who was, who was denounced. Okay. That doesn't look good. It doesn't play well. No, it mm-hmm. seems pretty bad. Yeah. Okay, so then... Right. Uh, so, the, yeah, they're not looked favorably by doing that. You'll have heard of this guy, Francisco Franco, otherwise known as... General Franco. Oh, Frankie. Ah. Oh, Frankie Franks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know good old Frankie Franks. <laughs> Fun time, Frankie. Yeah, Frankie Franks. General Frankie Franks. Uh, uh, so he he was a Spanish general. He led the nationalist forces in the Spanish Civil War. Right. Mm. Yes. And the Spanish Civil War kicked off in 1936. He was a conservative, and he was a monarchist. He did not like the abolition of the monarchy and the establishment of the Second Republic. He did serve in the Republican Army to begin right. with, because obviously he was already serving yeah. in the army. But then, obviously, as he became more and more frustrated and angry with the regime, uh, the, the this new democracy, yes. what pissed him off the most was that um, he was briefly chief of army staff, but the 1936 election moved the Popular Front into power, and the Popular Front were even... Were, they were leftists. Gotcha. They were right. popular yeah. leftists. So that, after some soul-searching, Franco joined a coup. July 1936, it was a nationalist military uprising that was designed to overthrow this republic it failed but what it did do was start the spanish civil war ah. and the spanish civil war is it was basically nationalists fighting republicans for control of spain yeah. right 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 whoa okay yeah 
Sorry, I just I read a uh, hundred years of solitude recently, and like this right. is all sort of it's this thing of it's interesting. You said earlier about how um, why don't we teach this stuff in in like schools and that, and it's like yeah, I don't I don't see why we don't because like it's very fascinating. <laughs> like mm. it is, and there is a sort of cyclical action to it as well. It seems like like you're saying it's like they so they got rid of the monarchy and then they brought it back and they got rid of it and mm. they brought it back yeah. and they just and it's like it seems like our history is very linear and that's like no 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 we'll just try this and we'll keep yeah. doing it until it stops working and then we'll try something else <laughs> whereas like <laughs> other countries like now nah, let's give that another shot i reckon we i reckon this time we'll nail the monarchy we'll just make sure they don't take all the tax all right we'll make sure they're not that corrupt all right we'll make sure uh, that they don't okay. marry their cousins all right, look, we'll uh, try something else. But <laughs> We'll make sure that the most annoying one isn't a paedophile. Ah, ah, I couldn't even. You know what? It's just, uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know what we can do this time round, but we'll try it again. We'll just give it another shot. Yeah. It's got to work. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I, I, I only say that because the, the book, in the book, they talk about the cyclical nature of the doom of history repeating itself. And that yeah. seems to happen within the, the story. Well, and it seems to be happening here in this, even if this is you're telling it. It's like, gotcha. yeah. And it, I, I think like Sue said as well, it's, this is this series. It's almost accidentally turning into how have we ended up where we are. Yes. Now. Yeah. Yeah. I, the numerous things we've talked about already in this series, you know, from Zaharoff. Oh, Zed's And obviously Hitler's, Sorry, I didn't mean to bring him up. Get your oh. hot. Um, <laughs> but oh talking about and Hitler's rise, obviously, mm. you do go. Oh, fuck it. This is not ancient history because yes. it's all. It's you know, it's less than a hundred years ago. It's not even history. It feels like it feels like current. yesterday. Uh, it feels like we're just doing it uh, yeah, again. Suze, remember that you said that because I'll refer back to it in a little. Oh, bit. In okay. ten um, episodes. <laughs> <laughs> no, in this episode. Ooh. Don't worry. Before we finish. But while we're while we're still talking about ZZ, by yeah. the way, this is happening in uh, the summer of 1936. Yeah. Oh. Um, when he died, wasn't it? Uh, uh, a few months later, ZZ does yes. die. This is the year that. Oh yes, Zaharoff dies, aged 87. He was like, all yeah. I ever wanted was to see a Spanish civil war, and then he went, ah, <laughs> mission accomplished. So <laughs> <laughs> he used to say at the end of jizz session. <laughs> mission accomplished. But he said like, mission accomplished. And the suit would be like, I'm melting. <laughs> oh, Chocolate's so melting. Oh, and Zahara oh. would be like, ooh. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> Where's <laughs> my chocolate? That. Are you melting? Are you melting? Yes. yes. Ooh. It's so cold and here's Ed <laughs> No heating. Never. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. <laughs> Yeah, the guy that got done in by the, the Republican yeah. assault guards mm-hmm. was a man named Jose Calvo Sotelo. He'd been the Minister for Finance during the dictatorship of oh, Rivera, yeah, man, Primo yeah. de Rivera. His Minister of Finance was Jose Calvo Sotelo, um, and then he joined the this monarchist movement after the monarchy had been abolished and the Republic came about. And he was assassinated by the uh, assault guards in July 1936. Okay. And that exacerbated and then brought about this military coup. Yeah, ah. the military coup had been plotted since February, but it, they they stepped up plans after they. Okay. Yeah. He had an official title, Jose Calvo Sotelo, which I think 
is incredible. And Signore De Nero? <laughs> no, so you know you've got like in Britain you've got the, like the right honourable. Yeah. Oh yes. Jose Calvo Sotelo's the translation is the most excellent. Oh, oh, that's way better. Sounds than really Bill and Ted. <laughs> most excellent. <laughs> excellent. <laughs> the most excellent Jose Cavero. <laughs> <laughs> So he was assassinated. Ah. He'd be, he was an anti-new government. Well, yeah. So he was vocally right. anti-new yeah. government as well. So then when all this was kicking off, Lorca knew that he would probably be targeted, suspect to the rising right-wing opponents for like because he was outspokenly so oh yes and he, he was using Which his end. plays as like a kind of a tool yeah for and him. he just discovered theatre as a tool for political yes oh it's so uh, funny in those days you could be like hey look and then you like change one letter in every name and then the politician goes and sees it and goes wonderful yeah. scenes <laughs> he's like oh it's very funny I wonder who this hotler is and it's a... like a buff Hitler like hotler is very funny and attractive I like Hotler very much. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's it, isn't it? As, as long as you're not using their actual likeness. It's, uh... The landscape was so tense at yeah. the time that Granada didn't have a mayor for months. Oh, Because no see. one dared accept oh. the job. Oh, right. Someone did eventually accept the job. Manuel Fernandez Montesinos, Ooh. who was Lorca's brother-in-law. Oh, my okay. God. He agreed to accept the position. Fuck. And Manuel Fernandez Montesinos was mayor... For a week before he was assassinated. Shit. Oh, oh shit. my god. On the same day that Manuel was shot, which was ah. the 18th of August 1936, Lorca was arrested. Whoa. What, under suspicion of assassinating his. No, no, just for being. Oh, yeah, for his, his wow, outspoken okay. uh, plays, etc. On the very next day, and this is, this is where we come to the mystery. Right. It is thought that on the next day, 19th of August, Lorca was shot and killed by nationalist militia. Yeah. Like a firing squad or... Because no one knows who killed him. Oh. And his remains have never been found. What? Oh, interesting. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So that's the day. There's no more record of him. That's it. He's gone. Well, he was arrested on the 18th, and then it's thought that he was shot and killed on the 19th. Right. So controversy exists about the motives and details of his murder. Some people have suggested that it was non-political and that it was because he was a gayer. Right. 
<laughs> That's what it says on the report. You can't, you can't. <laughs> Not far off. There was a report dated in 1965 that described Lorca as socialist who engaged in abnormal practices. Oh, yes. Abnormal. Um, abnormal, I know. So, yeah, right? Lorca's biographer states that his killers had made remarks about sexual, sexual orientation, suggested that that played a role in his death. Um, uh, well, like he kicked off that, and they shot him, or they were just like, nice. Another suggests that Lorca's him. assassination was part of just like a, 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 a litany of killings uh, that were meant to eliminate supporters of the popular front oh, okay. right. government but also there was a rivalry actually this always happens like nobody on any one side gets on yeah. so mm. uh, there was also this idea that there was a rivalry between the right wing confederation of the autonomous right and also the fascists um, who were called the Falange. <laughs> it was a, it was a political party founded in 1934. All right. <laughs> yeah. Was it Phala- uh, Regina Falange? Yeah. It sounds like a so, political party that was formed in my pants. <laughs> 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 um, uh, so there's an idea that, that because there was a rivalry between those, oh. it was the former uh, parliamentary deputy of the Confederation of the Autonomous Right that arrested Lorca. And was the one responsible for the original denunciation that led to the arrest warrant being issued, but whether like whether or not they killed him or whether or not it was the fascist, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, it's like no one knows what happened to him. Yeah, yeah, right. Some say that he was apolitical, but I don't buy that because no, because they, 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 people point to the fact that he had friends in both the Republican and the Nationalist movements. Mm. But he was writing really leftist stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and, totally. Um, is there a lot of records of, um, like you said, like the, there seem to be a lot of people who, who were murdered or assassinated or arrested and then killed at this time. Is it possible that he was just, you know, there's just a lot of, they're just like, well, we didn't write it all down because we didn't need to because we killed a lot of people. Do you know that, that sort of thing and that he was yeah. just lost among this kind of large swath of people who they well, were getting rid of as part of this movement against the new government? Maybe the um it is what is interesting is in the days before his arrest he found shelter in the house of an artist yeah who he knew who happened to be a member of the Falange the fascist group um so he was sheltered with him for a bit wow. but it, it but I mean like also he could have turned him in I guess oh but yeah that's true yeah evidence apparently suggests that this guy Louis Rosalies was also very nearly shot as well when they came to arrest him when they for for, for helping Lorca. Yeah. So. It seems very much like he, you know, this is. I was just thinking again about the history thing. It's like you know that it's so volatile. This this region at this time. This is nuts. Like mm-hmm. I kind of. I know we've covered a lot of stuff in other places, but this is like people just they just drag people out of the house and shoot them. And and yeah, like, it's crazy. Changing... And to think like people don't want to enter into positions of power because they're like, well, I'll just get fucking killed. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> the I second I'm there, that. I'll be like, pop, pop, pop. It doesn't seem like there's very many other nations in the world where it's like, don't, don't get into power because they'll mm. fucking shoot you. It's oh, like, not um, worth it. Leave yeah. it. Leave it, Lorca. It. it ain't worth it. <laughs> don't be President Lorca. They'll <laughs> fucking shoot you. Don't write that play. Yeah. <laughs> just keep, you just tell us about it. Yeah, just, just do the plays um, about the history. Do, do the old ones. Do the Punch and Judy show. Obviously, people were speculating where he'd gone. I mean, no one really assumed he'd be alive. So, like, no, everyone was but, like, "Well, where's where's his body?" Where's the his second body? he get arrested, that's um, it. He's a yeah, yeah. But even even though like people were speculating throughout the twentieth century, attempts to locate it didn't really begin until this century because advances in technology 
gave more possibilities for identifying remains of victims. Sure. Of They call it Francoist repression. And we're going to get back to Franco. Obviously, he was a major figure in the Spanish Civil War. Yes. So we're not going to finish this episode without talking more about it. Oh, him. no. There was a body that was founded in the year 2000. It was called the Association for the Recovery of Historical Memory. And there was a sociologist called Emilio Silva Barrera. And he wanted to locate and identify the remains of his grandfather who had been shot by Franco's forces in 1936. Okay. So the founding of this body to, to find this guy's grandfather also meant that the technology then existed to find other people. Yes, of course. Three attempts have been made to find Lorca's body. In, ni- in 2009, in the Garcia Lorca Memorial Park, as it's now known, I think, because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's sort of... Have we thought about looking in the Garcia Lorca Memorial Park for <gasps> Garcia Lorca? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, uh, the second was in 2014, which was less than a kilometre from the first uh, uh, excavation. Yeah. And the last in 2016. In 2008, a Spanish judge opened an investigation into Lorca's death. Okay. For some reason, when you said... Uh, um, advances technology i imagined like a early 2000s documentary covering this exact thing and then just when they said like uncovering a body in the year 2000 i'm like wow this this documentary definitely feels like it was made in 1993 mm-hmm. <laughs> just, like, but that's so that's mad that they could did they firstly i want to know did they find this guy's grandfather did he did he get identified uh, oh I, I didn't i didn't i don't know shall i have a look um and yeah. secondly i guess within that Within those three excavations, I'm assuming they did not find no, Lorca's body. No, 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 because Lorca's body's Lorca's never body, been found. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, let's have a look for, to see if this... So it was uh, It was founded... It's a group of 50 Spanish archaeologists, anthropologists, and forensic scientists. They try to identify the places of execution through records and interviewing locals. Sometimes they also receive anonymous information, apparently. Yeah. Um, but n- it doesn't say anything about whether or there's not the a, guy's... There's a body in the memorial park. <laughs> <laughs> They've tried three times over the years. Yeah. Uh, some people have claimed... Other people have asked for permission to excavate other areas, but people have said no because their relatives are buried there. That's oh, okay, enough. yeah. In 2021, which is really recent... Yeah. Uh, last year, uh, I think you'll find. <laughs> it was reported As that there reported. would be an investigation of mass graves at Barranco de Vidna, which is a locality near where there's a memorial to Lorca. Right. Okay. And this project had the support of families who believed that relatives are buried there. And the archaeologist yeah. directing the investigation explained that the poet was only one of hundreds of people whose remains might be there. That sounds like it's ongoing. Yes. Right. It does sound like they're... It does, that. doesn't it? Yeah. That, And it could go on for a couple of years where they're like, we're still looking at stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, he's been disappeared by uh, at the beginning of the uh, Spanish Civil War. Now... The Spanish Civil War lasted for three years, mm-hmm. which meant, so from 1936 to 1939, it, there's some that say it might have lasted a little bit longer, but officially, um, because in 1939, the Nationalists won, overthrew the de- democratic government, right. Franco assumed power and ruled as a dictator, again, as a fascist dictator in oh, Spain. Oh, I was going to say, he sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. When do you think he ruled until? Oh, did he go past Hitler? This is what I wanted to say, Suze. Remember that you said this about things not yeah. being ancient history. Franco ruled Spain as a dictator until 1975. Fuck's sake, man.
this is why I was like, this is fascinating to me. Yeah. I knew that Franco existed, and I think I knew that he lasted a long time. Yeah, but yeah. only when you actually see it in black and white, written down, you're like, Jesus. That's a long, it's, old like, time. That's way a long fascist dictator. <laughs> yeah. A fascist dictator in Europe to the mid-70s. That's crazy. That's how long was How long was Castro a dictator for? Ages. Similar. I yeah, think. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, until this century. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 nuts. Lorca's work. There was a general ban because Fran- uh, Franco's fascist regime banned Lorca's work uh, oh. until 1953. Then it was rescinded. Oh, okay. Oh, so Jesus. within. Okay. So His that rule, just goes yeah. to show you, like, if they'd let Hitler lead. <laughs> People can change. People can People change. Can cha- yeah. People can change. I'm not a piece of shit. It's Franco, like, I'm not a piece of shit. Oh, Franco died of old age as well. It's oh, not like he oh. died warm in his bed, surrounded by people who loved him. Slash uh, yeah, him. he was uh, he was eighty two. He was eighty two. He was born in eighteen ninety two, no. uh, and he died just before his eighty third birthday in nineteen seventy five. Bloody hell! Ugh. Um, look up how now, Castro. Castro was old, man. Yeah, Cal- he was really old. And and he fell over as an old man and broke his like hip and his <laughs> wrist and, and carried he, on like. Oh my on god, going. 1965. He got 200 pounds for sending it into the <laughs> 250 pounds, Chris. The rates never changed. To 1965 to 2011. That's mad. That's, That's like insane. the age of a mum. That is in 46. Same. 46. So yeah. so yeah, just only brother, a little bit longer. Only a then, little bit longer than Franco, right? Then his brother took over Raul Raul Castro. Oh, was it a brother, not a son? His brother took over, yeah, yeah, yeah. His brother, like, finally! Yes, it's about time! (laughs) I can't get over that, the idea that in Europe there was a fascist dictator for that lot. That's bad. It is. Um, uh, Yeah, so, like, we were were born the very next decade. (laughs) This is it! Like, it's not, I remember Franco, obviously I don't, I wasn't born, but, like, he was there. My mum yeah. My mum would have been nearly twenty and be like, Frank hey, hey, yeah. Like our parents would have maybe gone on holiday under a fascist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean not my parents, but yeah. Some parents um, were like yeah. We're going to Spain. Hey. Oh. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Franco had this had this idea that he was gonna name a monarch to succeed him. Uh so sort of like he was ruling as is it technically a regency? Okay. Like, I guess, yeah. He was going to name... Oh, so, the, so regency Franklin. is in the absence of a royal family. Is that how that works? Or? It's No, it's sort of like you could... So King George III was technically king. Yeah. But his son ruled as regent. Yeah, the prince king regent. Because was mad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, okay, right. Huh. And he is a character in Hamilton. Alexander yeah. Hamilton. <laughs> um, so yeah, Franco... Had a lot of health problems later in life. He had a long battle with Parkinson's disease. Oh, right. And then his family agreed to disconnect life support machines. Again, would life support machines have existed if Hitler had uh, uh, fallen ill in like the 30s? This is why it, it's not. What, nuts Hitler to invented me. life support machines? No, what I'm saying is, is that you've got this fascist dictator who's sort of who's like there surrounded when by Hitler's, modern When Hitler's not shaking hands with Jesse Owens, there's Franco going, I'm taking power, and eventually I'll be kept alive with life support machines. <laughs> Just you Frank, General Franco, he got to watch Blazing Saddles. 
and oh he was like, oh my he was God. like, this says really <laughs> interesting things about uh, our notion that of is... movies and race. <laughs> Franco got to watch Blazing Saddles. <laughs> Holy shit. We've got shit. Salvador Dali's favourite film was Twins. Twins. Franco adored Blazing Saddles. He loved Saddles. it. He thought it was so interesting and funny. I love the Mel Brooks. Would... The Mel Brooks. He thought funny. <laughs> <laughs> he thought funny. He thought funny. He thought funny. Franco died in November mm. uh, 1975. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then his. I think he saw uh, Mean Streets and he went to school says he has promise. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, this fifth, this Martin Portheidi. He has promise. He's a so violent. <laughs> I love him. Um, <laughs> a fresh voice. Uh, he was succeeded by Juan Carlos de Bourbon, who became king two days later. He is still alive. Hey. Um, yeah, because he it wasn't is... very long ago. <laughs> yeah. He might be 65. <laughs> uh, no, he's uh, he's he's eighty three. Still, like oh no, eighty four. He's just turned eighty four. He's a member of the Spanish royal family. He reigned as king of Spain from uh, November nineteen seventy five, and then he abdicated in twenty fourteen. Oh wow. my god! And what? he was only in his seventies, and he probably was like, "Great, I'll get to play golf. I'll get to hang yeah. out with my girlfriend. <laughs> I can I can watch I can watch Blazing Saddles with the ashes <laughs> of uh, General Franco." <laughs> Chris, aren't you going to attempt a Spanish accent? <laughs> Me and Masood have nailed it. He's shaking his head, listeners. No, readers. thank you. No, thank you. Wow. The current king of Spain is the guy that succeeded him. So, so there's been two lead. There's been three leaders since the 30s. We have Franco, then we have Juan Carlos, and now we've got Philippe the Sixth. Jesus uh, Christ! He is only 54. He was born in 1968. Oh my God! Um, He's significantly younger than our parents. That's mad. And he, his father, Juan Carlos, abdicated in 2014. And yes, he is now... So is he, he's not the ruler, though. Uh, in accordance with the Spanish constitution, as monarch, he's head of state, commander-in-chief wow. of the Spanish armed forces with military rank of captain. So General. he does more um, than our queen, Big Liz. Our queen does, yeah. yeah. Big Liz. Uh, and Big he also Liz. plays Big the role Liz. of the supreme representation of Spain in international relations. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Uh, he's had two prime ministers. The current one, Pedro Sanchez Perez Castejon. He is the current prime minister of Spain. Okay. okay. Anyway, um, this is why I want to look more into Spanish political history. Cause Sounds why you got in, It's It's yeah. so interesting to me. Yeah. Just this little bit that I looked in. Obviously, look, listen, I only knew who Franco was as a like uh, as as I guess like the bad guy of the Spanish civil war. Same, yes. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I had no idea he had such longevity, and that's a shame. That I, I'm ashamed of that. Because he ruled longer why than Stalin, and Stalin is like he's often cited as the yeah. Stalin was 29, so yeah, he ruled yeah. from the 20s to the. Early he did. He 50s. ruled longer than Stalin. I mean, yeah. this is this is it. It's like there's a point where if you're ruling for that long, eventually you're like. I don't know, build loads of statues of me? Fuck, I'm out of fucking yeah, ideas. Yeah, man. I used We've to got... find... So, you know those that footage of parades that Stalin would hold and they'd hold, yeah. like, giant pictures of his face? They looked yeah. like they were, like, holding a giant head of his. Yeah. I once had a dream about those heads when I had the flu. It really scared me, and now I don't like it when I see... <laughs> pictures of Stalin's I thought you were going to say you had a dream where you were in Stalin's shoes and people walking around with like your face you know how they have my face no they flip it over and it's just like (laughs) so it was it was Franco's nomination of Juan Carlos to be the king Mm. after he died okay that's not just some guy by the way Juan Carlos was the grandson of the previous king Alfonso oh I see (laughs) but 
Fucking hell. Fucking hell, it's so incestuous. Jesus. But Juan Carlos's dad was still alive and um, oh. Franco did not nominate him. Oh, that right. because Whoa. Yeah, Franco could have named Don Juan, who was the son of Alfonso the Thirteenth, yeah, and the and the father of Juan Carlos. He had a superior claim to the throne, but Franco thought he'd be too liberal. Oh, oh, so he's and like, when ah. Juan Carlos, because Juan Carlos was sort of like acting head of state while Franco was ill. At some points, when Franco was healthier, Juan Carlos had asked if he could sit in on cabinet meetings, and Franco wouldn't let him, <laughs> saying, "You would do things differently." Wow. Okay. And then, and then this is this is a it's a lovely phrase, but it's a horrible sort of it's horrible that someone conceived of it in this way. Okay, which is the spread of democracy. The <laughs> due, spread. Due to the yeah, oh. due to the spread of democracy, like it's catchy. Oh yeah. Jesus! The, I've got it on me. Uh, That's like uh, saying, yeah. "Ugh, people are starting to learn about sharing." It's horrible. It's, That's little, bit, it's yeah. the worst. Uh, other than the uh, Eastern Bloc, the spread of democracy in Europe since World War Two. Had ended. Yeah. Like people have said that Juan Carlos could never have been a dictator in the way that Franco was anyway. Ah. Like the oh, world okay. had changed too much. Yeah, to right, the point yeah. where it sort of like made a European dictator outmoded is oh. kind of what they're saying, not fashionable anymore. That is um, whoa, that's crazy. We don't do it like that no more. I mean you look at someone like uh well like I mean well though in saying if you look at like the the sort of Russian dictator version, it's like is very that's the last Sort of the dying breaths of that idea, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. Of death of it. Yeah. There's, uh, um, I think there's elements of, there's elements of Putin where you go, oh, he wishes it was still the fourth. Yes, but it's like it. The rest of the world has changed so much that he's like, yeah. no. He's he so stuff, powerful, yeah. though. It's crazy. This is a country that does not have a GDP anything like like the the fifty above it or whatever. And yeah. yet Putin seems to be able to tell world leaders we're doing this now and they go, okay. I suppose we should Yeah. I find it really weird. I think we'll there'll be fifteen years time we'll go, that was fucking wacky, wasn't it? And now we know yeah. more about it. It's really weird. It's sort of like what happened with China. China was sort of like this communist and capitalist country at the same mm. time. As much as they sort of go, oh no no, we're this. It's like yeah, no, they, they like money though. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like mm, money. And so <laughs> it's yeah, they they kind of go hand in hand. Right. Um. But yeah. Anyway, we'll get to that when we when we get to thingy. There's a cold war between Russia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> Died a fascist dictator in the modern world. Yeah. <laughs> like that so yeah, like flares had been and gone. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd gone to the moon and stopped going to the moon. The movie Dazed <laughs> and Confused is set when fucking he died. That's what yeah. it's about. We, we stopped going to the moon. Is that, you know, we still have a dictator. We they came back like, have we still got a dictator. We still got one. We did, didn't we? When was the last time? I think like the last man mission to the moon was like it was something like early seventies, yeah, yeah. wasn't it? It was yeah, because they they really packed them in, didn't they? There were quite a lot of missions. Because one of them, it was just like we've got color film of the moon. I just said it as a goof. I don't know <laughs> when, when we last went to I'm the moon. I just up. thought it was funny. I'll find out right now. Are we going to do the moon landings? I mean, there's a question to not whether it really happened, didn't it, Sue? So, they didn't. Yeah, we there's no mystery. Um, they didn't. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, where's the film? What, the reason I'm bringing where's this up is that no Western European countries sent their leaders to attend Franco's funeral because of his tenure as dictator. But Britain did send the leader of the House of Lords. <laughs> oh, um, no. 1972 what? was the last... Moon, moon mission. Oh, 1972. Shit. So, yeah, we'd yeah, stopped we'd going, going to the moon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he saw me. it. He was like, and that, and this um, is the last one. This is the last, I, hope, I hope there's more. When can Spain <laughs> go to the moon? <laughs> he loved it. He loved people going to the moon. He died. He, like, lost his will to live because people stopped going to the moon. <laughs> the moon. I'm, um, oh, I'm so sad. We don't, <laughs> we don't go to the moon. <laughs> Penelope Cruz was born under Franco. <laughs> Oh my god. That's fucking mad. I don't know why that's so funny. (laughs) Oh my god, that's really funny. Penelope Cruz like, ah hi, it's General Franco. (laughs) Listen, let's let's look at the other side of it. Let's both obviously in the in the interest of balance, there were some world leaders that did revere. Franco. Franco. Oh. Um, Pinochet. Oh, shocker. That guy's great. Uh, Pinochet revered... He fucking loved him. Franco and modelled his leadership style. Oh, him. lovely um, stuff. But he didn't model his reign for as long, did he? He was only yeah. in office about 15 years, wasn't he? Pinochet. Yeah. Oh. Uh, 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 Pinochet, by the way, went to the funeral. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course he did. I'm so sad. (laughs) (laughs) Former US President Richard Nixon wasn't at the funeral, but he called... What, he loved him? Yeah, he called Franco a loyal friend and ally of the United States. Oh, fucking hell. I'm I'm so sad that Franco's dead. Guess who the United (laughs) States sent to uh, to? Oh, can I guess? Okay, okay. So it's 1975. Someone like Donald Rumsfeld. He no. was around at that time. They sell, did they send Agnew? Did they send the? the it oh was God. no, no. It was Rockefeller. Oh what? Jesus! Who was wow. around? Vice President when, Rockefeller. Who yeah. was around Zaharoff times? Oh yeah, like yeah. Zaharoff's. Who's our richest time. man? Send him. <laughs> Who's our <laughs> richest man? <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking stupid. He lived too long. He reigned too long. Franco's body was interred at the Valley, uh, the Valley de los Cados, which was a huge memorial built by the forced labour of political prisoners to honour casualties of both sides of the Spanish War, Spanish Civil War. I hate. Thanks, I hate it. The Valley de los Cados. Um, So yeah, it was that was where he was. uh, He was buried. According to his family, Franco didn't want to be buried in the valley. (laughs) He wanted. Oh. He wanted to be buried in a, a in, the, no, in the cathedral please. at Madrid, but <laughs> the family agreed to the interim government's request to bury him in the valley, and they've stood by that decision. This means that, oh my god, I've just seen a picture. Of this this means that Franco <laughs> was the only person mm. buried there who didn't die during the civil war. Oh, this okay. had I mean a knock-on effect. Oh Jesus, the pain of those families. Like, like decades yeah. later, yeah, and in 2017. The uh, Congress of Deputies approved a motion driven by the Socialist Workers' Party to exhume Franco from there. Uh, yeah, I fucking hope so. Christ get alive. him out! Get him out of there! Get him, <laughs> get him out of there! <laughs> he, yeah, uh, fuck yeah. His body yeah, was exhumed so. from there. What yeah. did they do? Someone pissed on it and then they chucked it in. <laughs> in 2019. He was exhumed oh. on the 24th of October 2019 and they were moved, his remains wow. were moved to a his wife's mausoleum in another cemetery, buried in a private cemetery, and the Spanish government barred them from draping his coffin in the Spanish flag. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's yeah, so very instead, interesting. Uh, his grand. So it's very important part of the history. His grandson drapes like, the no. coffin in the nationalist flag instead. Oh. Okay. Hmm. Just so you know, there is a photograph that exists. In 2005, there was a plinth that still stands, but the plinth is empty now because there was an equestrian statue of Franco in Madrid. And that right. was removed. And there's a group of people just doing the Hitler salute before the empty plinth because they, they missed the statue. Yay. Of so. See, the, this is a, it's a, see the, okay, it's like, you know, you know, Spain's like, look, right. We know he's a bad lad. Let's get rid of the statue. Bad lad. Let's 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 get that body out of that fucking place that is honouring people who died in the Spanish Civil War. Cool. Over here, they're like, "Don't take down that slave owner statue." Yeah. What a bad I was talking thing about this to someone today. Yeah. Which is like, you've got this like people that say, "Don't tear down the statues because it's our history." And now, how, how are people going to learn? There's going to be no education. These are the people that also would form a ring around the Charles Gray Monument in Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, they were like, "You're not going to touch our statues." No one wants to tear that statue down. He was instrumental in abolishing slavery like right. now who's less educated the people that are guarding right. the statue of fucking George Eliot who wrote Middlemarch because it stands in the centre of Nuneaton it... or the people that were like gotcha. that statue of Colston probably should come down mm. let's not bring education the statue of Colston that that was created years after yeah. his death I just it's just so unfathomable to me mm. that it's just like it seems almost like a joke that the right. statues were put up in the first place. It's just like Yeah, yeah. He's 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 no good. Ah suck a statue <laughs> fuck it. What, what's gonna happen? Someone's gonna tear it down. Hey, hey? Unless the liberals win. Whap, 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 whap. Can't let the <laughs> libs win. What if we were trying to tear down left wing statues? Do you what was it? Was it Darren Grimes? Oh, yeah. It was like, let's go into face Marx's grave. Like, guys, I don't know if it's a great look for a load of people who keep getting called fascists to go and deface a Jewish man's grave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a really good move. I don't know if you've looked at the news, but it ain't a good idea. Yeah, I think that would play badly. Yeah, I, I, and this is what's interesting as well, is like it seems like uh, in at least that respect there that, you know, like Spain's like, oh, this is our history. We've learned that, that is not good. Let's change that. Whereas here we're like... No, that statue looks all right there, actually. What are we going to have there? An empty mm. plinth? <laughs> what people look at? <laughs> um, uh, so just before we finish this episode, because the topic mm. of it really was Federico Garcia Lorca. Yes. Six, oh no, seven years ago. Now we're in 2022. So seven years ago, documents came to light that had been written in the 60s. So still under mm. Franco's regime, mm. but 30 yes. years after... Lorca's, Lorca's death, yeah. Death. These documents, they suggest that uh, Lorca was arrested and killed on the orders of right-wing military authorities in Granada. That adds up. The documents yeah. were written in 1965 at the Granada police headquarters, mm. uh, and they're the first ever omission by Franco-era officials of their involvement in the death of Lorca. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. okay. So, yeah, so obviously the circumstances surrounding Lorca's death and the whereabouts of his remains. The whereabouts of his remains, that's still a mystery. No one knows where they are. But it's yes. wacky. It, and even the circumstances around his death were like yeah. one of like an enduring mystery for Spain. And beforehand, apparently, the most the general consensus was that he'd been executed by a right wing firing squad along with three other people. Oh. But the documents yeah. that have been uncovered that were written in the sixties they suggest because they relate to an inquiry into his death by a French author in the mid sixties. 
and mm-hmm. uh, she her request for information bounced between a lot of government ministers as they were sort of like working out whether to respond or not. And then the Granada police were asked to write the report 30 years after the death. And the, they suggest that he was persecuted for his beliefs, describing him as a socialist and a Freemason who had rumours of homosexual and abnormal practices. Uh, right. Police carried mm-hmm. out two searches on his home in Granada and after that he fled to a friend's house out of fear. Just one month after the Civil War broke out, officers surrounded the house where he was hiding. His friends tried to intervene on his behalf. He was arrested, taken by a car to an area close to uh, the place known as Fuente Grande, along with one other detainee. He was then executed immediately after having confessed, buried in that location in a very shallow grave in a ravine. No details were given as to the content right. of his confession. Shit. So if you believe those documents, that's what happened. And if you believe those documents, mm-hmm. that's where that. he is. Yeah. I imagine that's no, possible uh, to search, uh, yeah, though, it? by Frente Grande. Well, so. my God. Uh, so <laughs> that's the story of Federico Garcia Lorca. And our friend, General Franco. Franco! <laughs> 40 years of Franco. It's a mystery, but also <laughs> it gives us a chance to stop in on Spain and find out what Spain's what's happening in Spain at this point yes. in yeah. our Well, series. yeah, because I when you went, oh, it's 1936, I'm like, why are we hearing about somewhere else? Everything yeah. was happening in Germany, surely. But no, of course. Spanish Civil yes. War. Yeah, like, I'm going to read more about this because all mm. I knew really that there was a Spanish Civil War and I knew that I knew that it lasted Same. 1936 to 1939 when another war broke out, but I didn't right. know yeah. the actual out- outcome of well, it. Well, it sounds... I'd always assumed that the first, the Second World War and the Spanish Civil War were kind of linked. And I don't know why I thought that because I think it's just the dates because, like, you, I know that... I know sort of when it happened. But... No, it sounds like they weren't at all linked. No, they were just—they were totally their own little entities. Hitler was at no point going like, and to now be Spain. With you, I'm not sure. Yeah. I think maybe they—they're kind of linked in that we've spoken about this in like oh. the what do you you call it the pH levels of society, and it's yeah. like there was a rise in fascism in Germany, yeah. and again in Italy and in Spain, even in Britain mm. because yeah. you had Oswald Mosley. So it's yes. like, yeah, this was happening all around the world. To different degrees yeah. of like, oh, so okay, yeah. in Spain it happened. I guess, I mean, for want of a better word, this sounds cute, but they kept themselves to themselves. In Germany, mm. it led to a world war. So it's yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Luckily, that kind of era is all behind us. It's all ah. over, right? <laughs> oh God! I like that we've ended up discovering the point of this series by accident, which is how we ended up it's good, isn't where it? we are now. Where what we if are we now, become yeah. like a definitive text and we're taught in universities <laughs> and they're like, and now we'll find out whether Hitler can jizz soft. <laughs> you know when you know when a hippo does a shit? <laughs> <laughs> and, they're, and they're all listening to the podcast and going, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah, there's a lot of students on our lecture tour. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, Masood, what was that point you made about the, uh, the hippo's tail? And then you go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Suze, if you could just demonstrate, <laughs> and I'm like, Suze, Suze, what's the meaning of the lamb's tail? Oh, I'll, oh, did you? I'll do it again. Oh, um. <laughs> just imagine it hanging there, like, imagine, ladies, if you will, I wink at the women in the room. Imagine that you've got lucky with someone. He looks okay, strong jawline. Take him home. Oh, 
Now imagine. And then there's that, there's that little lecture hall laugh you only ever hear in a lecture hall laugh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chris. That was fascinating. So that, that was super fascinating. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. We love you. <laughs> You know where to find us. We are on Twitter at Mr. on the Rock, spelt R O X. Same on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Same on Instagram. You can find us there. You can also email us, uh, which some of you have. We got, uh, we got an email. Thank um, you. Because so I can't remember whether we've definitively solved this on the podcast, but a while ago. Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> we we did. A while ago, we did say that. There's a mystery hidden in our theme tune. And I can't remember yes, whether or not we've actually given away the answer in the podcast. But some people, because they, they listen to the back catalogue, they join the podcast a little bit late and they work their way yes. through it. And yeah. then um, Alice Corras has uh, emailed with the correct answer. Ah. So very, very, very good. Very good, Alice. Very well done. Very good work. Uh, so and if you do, if you too would like to guess, you can email us um, uh, mysteryontherocks at gmail dot com, spelled R O C K S, um, or you could send an email and be like, Masood, stop saying, telling us to send silly things. Um, we don't want to send silly to send things. Silly we want things. to send serious things. things. I keep hiccuping. Sorry. That's all right. Uh, you can also find us on Patreon. Uh, join our lovely Patreons. That's patreon.com slash Mr. on the Rocks. You can join all the tiers. You can get all the fun stuff like Great stuff. episodes before everyone else. So you can rub it in all their stupid faces. Um, you can get, well, we'll leave it to you to find out what stuff you will get. Um, one of them is a mug. Um, Eventually you get a hoodie. Uh, keep warm. That's right. Um and uh, yes, thank you to the lovely patrons who are already on Patreon. We thank love you, thank 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 you. But yes, do join us um, on Patreon. And that is all. Goodbye, everybody. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.